I said like excuse her for wusses. This yeah. was like my quote that mm-hmm. I said. I was like, I don't want to tell anyone because excuse her for wusses, you know, because I and because my dad wanted me to tell everyone. I was like, hey, I don't want to tell anyone that because I don't care. Like if, for me, it's really cool for me that like I know that even even though I was at whatever percent, not a hundred percent, and I could still win, I could yeah. find a way. Like to me, that's worth it. We talk a lot about pers- the pursuit of excellence and encouraging individuals on on their you know on their paths to whatever you know whatever field of of choice that they have and whatever they're after in life and that's that's what this show's about is just the encouragement of of others on their pursuit and and we're talking today to perhaps the greatest embodiment that we've ever had on this show of a pursuit of excellence. Mm-hmm. Our guest today is Spencer Lee, and if you don't know who Spencer Lee is, you need to get educated and go look him up. He's a three-time national champion in the sport of wrestling at the University of Iowa. He's a two-time Hodge Trophy winner, which is wrestling's version of the Heisman Heisman, Trophy, which is unbelievable to be the best in your sport multiple times. Uh, And and then high school, he has all these accolades from high school as well and just lived a life, a short life so far. He's a young guy of, of, like I said earlier, of excellence. And so we're very excited to have Spencer on today, very excited to learn from him about how we can all be better and encourage ourselves. So, Spencer, man, thank you so much for joining the Darren Woodson Show, and welcome, man. No, thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. So we talk about, uh, you know, a lot, a lot of times discipline, and we talk about um, overcoming adversity and battling back, and, and there's no other sport, in my opinion, my humble opinion, that teaches discipline, hard work, perseverance, Mental, you, mental you toughness. Sport because you, you don't play sport. wrestling. No, you play <laughs> the sport. Play you play the no. sport. Either you, either you are a wrestler or you're not a wrestler. You don't play. Okay, go ahead. You dress up as wrestler. Can you get to the damn point? And no, and no other sport does it. So, so Spencer, take us back. Where, because you've exemplified the highest level of this, mm-hmm. all of the things that the sport represents. Mm-hmm. Take us back to the beginning and, and, you know, growing up, where this discipline, where this work ethic, where this strive for greatness came from, from you? Well, I, I think when I was younger, I was always extremely like competitive and I was pretty fortunate to have a really good sport network and my parents, my, my mom was an Olympic alternate in, in judo oh. in 1992. My dad was the national judo coach for the Olympic team from 92 to 98 and then was a Paralympic judo coach for like two years after that as well till, till 2000. So I had two parents who were both in combat sports like wrestling, very similar. And they're both at the Olympic level. And so when I grew up, that's the sport that I was supposed to do. I was supposed mm-hmm. to do judo, mm-hmm. but I chose to do wrestling. I remember all my friends did it. I was like five or six years old when I asked to start wrestling. I didn't start officially wrestling until I was six. And I was like, I really want to do the sport. All my friends are doing it. And my dad was like, wow, I haven't run. Cause my dad wrestled in high school to try and help his judo. Mm-hmm. So he knew of the sport and he did it, but he wasn't like really good at it. His main sport was judo. Mm-hmm. And so he's like, sure, this should be fun. And I started wrestling when I was six and I, I always kind of had a knack for it. I mean, I never really like, lost that much growing up. I was always pretty good at it. And I just, I remember I, maybe I hate losing more than I like winning sometimes. Mm, I don't know. I really, great, yeah. I really just, losing was something I never, ever wanted to do ever. Like just, just the feeling of it. I, I just, to me, it was, 
Mm-hmm. I just I couldn't handle it. So I was that's like, how great... can I never lose again, dad? And <laughs> that's, a, that's, that's a great oh. mindset, man. Yeah. I, I don't want to bypass it. I don't want to just, just skate over that. That is a great mindset. And most five, six, seven-year-olds don't have that mindset then. You know, it takes a long time to, to go through a lot of experiences in your life to understand, look, I hate to lose more than winning. Like that's a that that's something, man, that needs to be said. And I think a lot of people need to understand exactly what that means. Yeah. I mean, because it sucks, dude. I, I have no problem. And I was a kid the same way. When we when I used to lose as a kid, or even in the pros in the NFL, I'm the guy throwing this helmet through the wall. Like it means something, and it should mean something to you. It's not just you know we're just not there out there having a good time. So I, I really appreciate that mindset as a kid. Did you have any brothers and sisters uh, growing up as well? I have a twin sister. That's it. Mm. So we that can't blame it. like losing on getting like beat up by your older yeah. brother. Like that's just innately <laughs> was in you. You know, you know, I think for me, I wasn't really ever like that though. Yeah. I, I love to win, but I wasn't the kid that was throwing my helmet or I was never really built like that. But my son, my five-year-old son, he is very much like that. Mm-hmm. So it makes me think like yeah. you're, you're born with that innate. There's, I agree. I agree. I mean, I've got four kids, Propensity. Spencer. Yeah. And, and uh, my oldest, my daughter, is that way, right? Yeah. So she just got her progress report. It was a, she got a 96 in one of them. She had like literally her class grade, not just like one project. Her class grade, she got a 96. And you would have thought like she failed. Like yeah. if she was not, you know, going on to fifth grade. Like, it was the end of the world because she got a 96. I agree. And then my other kids could care less. <laughs> could care less if they yeah. get their ass beat. Yeah. You know I'm, somewhere, I mean? I'm somewhere in the middle. Like it, 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 Obviously, I didn't like yeah. losing, but mm. I was never the kid that was throwing a fit. But I, I do want to, before we go further, Spencer, please don't slap me through the screen. Tyler, don't reach over and slap me. Can you explain what judo is? <laughs> I knew, I, I, because, I knew we had to clarify. That's <laughs> because I, I honestly forgive my ignorance. I, I have no. Yeah. I mean, I've heard of it. Obviously, I know what it, I, I've heard of the, the word judo, but I have no idea what that means. Hey, you probably heard judo chop, but that's not. <laughs> yeah, no, it has yeah. nothing to do with the actual it, yeah, sport. Okay, so that, <laughs> fair enough. So no, judo is it's just it, it's a it's a martial art um, that was obviously made in Japan, and it's it means like the gentle way. It's it's all about like throws and you have a gi and you yep. grab clothes and you're you're trying to throw your opponent or you know manipulate him through like countering and, and it's striking so it's there's no like striking in, in the sport like no punching no kicking but it, there's throws like in wrestling like you can throw in wrestling but this time you can grab clothes and um the scoring is obviously very different yeah but it's it, it's it's a really cool sport i, I honestly wish i did it to this huh. day, um, I never. I just stuck straight with wrestling because I'm one of these guys. I see. I do something. I only yeah. do one thing. Yeah, I hear you. And but my parents are obviously very good at it. It's a big part of their life. Yeah, so, wrestling. So my son does jujitsu. What's the difference? Yeah. Totally. And those well, there's two. grappling and judo on the mat, okay. but um, a lot less now these days. When my parents did judo, there was a lot more of that. Got it. They're trying to make it more exciting. Like if you ever watch the Olympics, it's mostly on your feet. If you, mm-hmm. if you throw someone for a point and you don't end the, the match, because you can end the match with one throw with an epon, full point, right to their back. But uh, in in today's judo, if you're on the mat for like even 10 seconds, they'll just bring it back up because they're trying to be more, you know, entertaining. Uh, yeah. Back so, in my dad's era, you could you could grapple and choke and fight on the mat more. Interesting. So, so it's it, like you see in movies, right? Like the these action stars and, and they like throws. throw people. But then if you actually like go to you're try to like do Bruce it, Bruce Lee movies. That no, that's no. Karate. No, no, that's karate. Yeah, no, yeah. no I'm talking yeah. like like you know I'm, I'm talking like Dwayne Johnson, like like new movies, right? Oh, Where they're seeing okay. people get just get thrown. The the reality is is like. 
that's not judo. But what if you go to try to do those, like people's bodies don't just flip over you, right? Mm-hmm. But if you if you are, you know, perfect the art of ju- judo, right? You actually do that to people. Like, say, it's crazy. Spencer does that to people. That, it's crazy because, <laughs> so my wrestling partner all through high school, he was a judo guy. And, oh, yeah. I mean, he, I literally, he was my wrestling partner from seventh grade through 12th grade. And he still would catch me with, like, a wizard throw. Or, I mean, he would literally toss me all the time. And I, and I had, like, 30 pounds on him. Jeez. But, like, being able to use somebody's body weight against them in a throw and, like, Man, it's impressive. It's what, did, what did Ronda Ronda Rousey do? Was she in judo? Was she, she was. Epic? She was judo. Yeah. So that's why. So like the head and arm t- throws, yeah. like any underhook throws, yeah. like the, she does. When you get your hip, and that's what it is, right? It's it's a leverage thing that you be a, you, that, you can move your body, use your leverage yeah. against them, and then they're just essentially weightless. So that's my next question: Is did it help you to ju- doing judo at that early age and having your father there? Did it help you as far as leverage was concerned in wrestling? See, that's what's funny. My dad never really taught me judo growing up because uh, the moves that work in wrestling that like equate with from judo to wrestling are, um, I guess you could say, kind of junk moves. Mm-hmm. Because when you're younger, they would work on everybody. Yeah. So then you get used to that working. So my, my dad made me learn all the basics only in wrestling. And then he taught me judo stuff when I was older, mm-hmm. when I was already like a ba- knew all the basics, was more an accomplished wrestler. That's something I, I'm thankful for my dad because if you go out there and you headlock everyone when you're younger, it works all the time. Oh, and yeah. You're laughing because you know. Yeah. And then you're tw- but if you're 13, 14 years old, still throwing headlocks in the first 10 seconds of a match, you're never going to really. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I'm not saying you can't be successful with it, but basics, it's probably the same thing with every sport, right? Basics yeah. when when you, whatever you do. I mean, you go back to basics, perfect the basis, basics, and then yeah. it's kind of how it was. So. Yeah, uh, sure. But it was what was more helpful was them knowing how to train, knowing that you know, I didn't need to be this like little powerhouse training all the time, little kid. I still try to balance like being a kid with training because I knew mm-hmm. how to train properly. And, you know, I always ate good growing up. I know, you know, that's sports. We had to make weight. So it was just, I was pretty fortunate. So, yeah. so you said you started early and you, you were just locked in on it. So what yeah. was, what were those early years like? And did you know early on, like, Hey, I'm, I'm all in on this. Like from an early age, I want to go to college. I want to compete at the top level. Was that early on? Or was it just like, I'm just really good at this. And I, and I keep winning, which I hate losing. So winning is good. <laughs> well, when I was eight, I, I remember, uh, um, I lost at like, I don't know if you know, you know, Tulsa Nationals. Oh yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. So like little, little back in the day is little, little tournament. It was pretty tough. And I, I don't, I never wrestled out of the state of Pennsylvania. I was pretty dominant state of Pennsylvania. What, uh, what school did you go to in Pennsylvania? I apologize. Franklin regional. Okay. All right. Outside Pittsburgh. Yeah. So, um, my dad wanted to give me beat. So he, uh, <laughs> went to this, this, this tournament, right. Yeah. And because he heard it was tough, it was out of the state, won a new competition, like figured out. And I remember losing, but I had wrestled kids that were definitely better than I was, and I made the finals. But my dad said my level would raise to however good the opponent was, mm-hmm. and he had never seen me do that before because I would kind of just kill people mm-hmm. in my little small area. I lived in a small, mm-hmm. little small town growing up, um, very small town, like 900 people. And oh, wow. before I moved to outside Pittsburgh in high school, but. So I was like, dad, I never want to lose again. And my dad was like laughing because he called me. He called my mom was like, I think we have a lot of wrestling in our life. And my mom's like, what are you talking about? And he's like, I think our son's be really good. Oh, and my mom's like, he's eight. Larry, like no one knows that. And yeah, my dad's right. like, listen, I, I could tell 
he's going to be good. Cause I remember like I, I went back home and I was already like the next day going to practice. I want to go to practice. I want to train. I want, I was like, why'd I lose? I'm, I'm like going up to him in the middle of the night, like waking him up at 3 a.m. Hey, I think I did this wrong in that match. If I did, you know, my dad's like, hey, Spencer, go to bed. It's like, <laughs> right. it's okay. You know, and that's, that's how I was when I was eight, you know, and I was just, I was just kind of obsessed. Like I, on birthdays, I'd be like, hey, for my birthday, can I go to this tournament on this weekend? Like that's kind of how I was growing up. I just, mm-hmm. everything was wrestling. My dad was kind of the one that almost toned it back a little bit. Like, hey, competing is really good when you're young, like for a little bit. But then now he, we would go to practice instead. We go to, find new coaches and we need you to get better before you compete all the time. Competing is good with you need to get maybe in shape or you need that competitive edge or something. But my dad was, I was, like I said, I was very fortunate to have parents that understood. So, so talk to so. us about the discipline because there's, there's so much discipline in wrestling, not only as far as making weight, but your training, uh, when you're in a match, talk to us about what it is or what you did to, to really sharpen your discipline. I just think that the sport's pretty much all mental because like I said, it's a combat sport. And like you, as you said, making weight, I mean, that's a big part of the discipline with you got to eat right to feel good because if you eat in, improperly and then you got to work out harder to lose the weight and then you, you don't feel as good going into wrestling and you just wrestle worse because you're just not disciplined. So you have to find a routine. You got to do it right. Find things that make you feel good. But you know how it is. You got to recover right. You right. got to eat right. Ours is just a little different because we have to make it weight. I mean, I'm sure you guys actually had to make weight too. Yeah. You know, the coaches are like wanting you to a certain weight in, oh, yeah, you know, in yeah. football. Yep. That's kind of how it is. But I know, that, I'm friends with a football player like that. So. so has it transferred over? So the same discipline that you have in wrestling, has it transferred over into school or, you know, what you're doing in your personal life? Well, my dad always said that. He said, if you could just put the same amount of focus and, and, and mental like fortitude that you have in wrestling into your life, you're going to be very successful. That's mm-hmm. kind of the motto he's had with me my entire life. I do think I could have done better in school, but at some point for me, the most important thing is, is to win my fourth national title. Mm -hmm. And then when I do my master's degree, I'll I'll put my all into my master's program, but my undergraduate didn't really seem to matter as long as I got good grades. I mean, I have like a 3.3 GPA. I'm not failing. (laughs) Yeah. You know, I'm not in a hard major. I'm not like a a dot and you know, I'm not an engineer. Ben looked over here like a three. Yeah, There's a three in front of of the period. I I, I didn't know grades went that high. (laughs) I thought C's and D's get degrees, right? (laughs) With you on that one. Spencer, I want to, I want to go back a little bit because I I do want to talk about, we want to talk about your future and, and things that you're looking forward to, but back into your younger days, did you have off seasons or did you, cause wrestling is one of those things. It's an indoor sport like basketball, right? It's a lot of times kids just go year round. Did you ever take time off or was that just something that you just pushed straight through? No, I always took a month off in August and did no wrestling. I wasn't allowed, I wasn't even allowed to wrestle. My dad would get, he would like yell at me. My dad wanted me to um, do other, I did other sports up until like eighth grade, mm-hmm. but it was like cross country or soccer, things that, my dad deemed as helpful to wrestling because of running, you'd run a lot, that kind of thing. So, but, uh, I, and I, you know, I love doing those sports. I mean, it was something that I chose to do as well, but mm-hmm. I mean, off season for me, I didn't really believe in an off season. I, because to me there, as long as you're mentally thinking about wrestling and you're staying in shape with your weight and you're working out, like you're kind of still in season, mm-hmm. but you didn't have to wrestle to be in season for me. Like I, I didn't need to have that. So, yeah, so what was the, go ahead. I, I was going to say, I want, I want to stay on this, right? Because, because I'm, I'm really on the side of like creating multi-sport athletes mm-hmm. and not being highly specific, but I'm also, 
I'm also on the side of like, listen, like if that's your passion yeah. and that's all you want to yeah. do, because I think, and Spencer, tell me if this is true. You wrestled with a bunch of kids probably early on. They're like, okay, this, this kid's good, right? He's got a lot of ability, but he did not want to be in the wrestling room. Like he just didn't want to be there. He was there because his dad made him be there or because he was decent at a young age and he just showed up. Did He was always the guy that, that made weight at the last second and he, but he was good. I mean, you know, those guys, right? So those are not the guys that can wrestle year round. I think you've got to know your personality. Mm -hmm. But what's your opinion on like burnout? Because wrestling is physically taxing, it's mentally taxing, and I mean honestly emotionally taxing. I mean for the regular ones of us that like lost every once in a while, like it's hard, right? It's a hard balance to do that and then really, I mean you had a month off, but like that's a long weekend really in wrestling in a wrestling season, you know? Yeah, but I, I would go nuts in yeah. that month. Yeah. So, and I agree. I do think that's a coach's job to discern whether or not someone is is like that or thinks like that. Mm-hmm. But I, I I just but every time I took a month off and I came back, I always was I was always a better wrestler. Mm-hmm. I, people used to get they used to think my dad was a liar because I would take this month off and I'd come back and I'd slowly bring myself back into wrestling, but I'd still be in good shape, like to a degree. Obviously, mm-hmm. you know how mm-hmm. wrestling shape is compared yeah. to you know running shape and all that. But I would wrestle at a higher level and, and they'd be like, you're lying. You've been, where'd you train at? We need to know. And my dad's like, he, he's been playing air, like yeah, Nerf gun wars and airsoft wars. <laughs> his buddies like playing Xbox. Like he hasn't been doing anything. He runs in the mornings and you know, he doesn't eat bad. Like mm-hmm. crazy, my, crazy. Yeah. You're disciplined when you're actually yeah. not in the sport. Wild yeah. concept. <laughs> well, that's what always blew my mind. When I, like I, I, everything in moderation was my mom's motto to me. Um, growing up, like if you want to have some ice cream, have a cone. Like uh, right. once a week, you know, you, you don't really know if you want to, you want to eat something sweet. That's fine. Like mm-hmm. it's okay. But if when you're, when you're going out of your way to do these things all the time and then you, then you skipping a workout and then you know, that, that's when my parents had an issue. Mm-hmm. You know, I was never really like that. Cause I was, I was, I was, I, I like to say I'm kind of nuts, but, mm-hmm. uh, it's just how I was, my, my dad was crazier than me. So that's right. where I got it from. Was from so, my dad, so what's the thrill? What was the thrill? Like I, I can understand as a football player, as a young kid, as a football player, my thrill was, you know, I, I just had this firm passion about the game. Same way. I just, I, you know, ate, drank football in the offseason. And, yeah, yeah. and the, the, the thrill was it was a show off. I was showing off, showing off my skill set yeah. for, for others to watch. What was your thrill? Was your thrill to win? Was your thrill to the, 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 the combat, the, the one-on-one? What was, what was the why for you? Honestly, I didn't care about showing off or any of that stuff. That's why, like, having social media has been kind of hard for me because, mm-hmm. like, you got to have, like, a – presence to help your sport out because I mean you're not like like AJ Ferrari like that's not that's not the type of dude you are (laughs) I feel like you guys are like like you guys should be twins are you not sure there wasn't a triplet there (laughs) I'm being really sarcastic sorry man I'm totally 99% of people have no idea I only know what you're talking about because you told me who it was yesterday oh man anyways no I I wrote down I wrote down three goals Mm -hmm. um when I was eight and it was four times state champion four-time national champion and then I put world Olympic champion together and I haven't accomplished any of those. So for me, I have, I haven't done anything in my career. Mm. You know, I lost my last match in my high school career. I was undefeated going to that last match. I beat the kid the year before in the finals, 15 to zero. And I was wrestling with like a torn ACL and all this stuff. And he took me down with one second left to win. And now he's my teammate. I recruited him to Iowa. So now he's my teammate. So like, um, it was always about, it wasn't always about, cause you know, I failed that goal, but I was like, all right, let's win four national titles. So I'm, I'm looking forward to 
trying to achieve my first goal this year. So that's how it's always been for me. I, I wrote down the goals. And I said, I'm going to accomplish these. And that's the only thing that ever mattered to me. I didn't care about winning the little state titles. I mean, I won three world titles growing up. Um, I won a cadet world title and two junior world titles because we have age group world titles. We have 17 under, 20 under, 23 and under, and then the senior level, which is the Olympic level. And uh, I won the 17 under once and then 20 under twice. Uh, and I never competed internationally since then. Uh, that was the last time I did that was 2016. Mm-hmm. So like, those were cool. Those were cool to me. Um, those were really like, I was really happy with those just because you wrestle against other countries and you know, uh, that was awesome. Um, I went to the Olympics in 2016 as a, as a, as a training partner mm-hmm. um, with the guy named Dan Dennis, who's our Olympian. He's actually our, one of our coaches here. So I train with him still. And so I got to see the Olympics. I got to see like what my dream was. And that, that's, that's been my dream. Like okay. I, you guys grew up watching your favorite football players, your mm-hmm. favorite. I, I read books about the wrestlers in the Olympics. Yeah. I, I, that's all I cared about. I, I, I was a bookworm. I knew all the guys who wanted my way. I knew all the, like the guys who won from Russia from the, because they were USSR back until 1992 and all this stuff. Just like I, I knew all this stuff. And that's all I cared about. So my only goal ever really was to win the Olympics. So everything else was just, to me, it was like prep for the Olympics. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So okay. this year I, uh, I, I tore both my ACLs and oh. I missed, uh, I missed the big trials because oh, it was man. 10 days after the uh, NCAA tournament. I ended up winning NCAAs. Even yeah. Hold on. Yeah. Let's, let's set the stage but, for this conversation. Cause I think this is a, <laughs> this is a big story. Like we can't. So, uh, here he is, and he's let's let's start the story nine days before uh, the national tournament, the NCAA tournament, right? This is this is the Super Bowl for college wrestlers. This is you're going in as an individual, and then also as a team, right? Because your collective team points go towards winning a national championship mm-hmm. for your school. So here he is going in for his third national title, and nine days before finish working out, getting ready to go. Next day he comes back, works out. Go ahead. Tell the well, story so, from there. So um, the, uh, I was in the Big Ten Finals, actually, wrestling the Big Ten okay. Finals, oh, okay. which is, which is, which is ten, nine or ten days before the national tournament. And in the middle of the match, like 30 seconds of the match, the kid like hits a shot on me, and like I step weird, and my knee just blows up. And I've mm. torn my ACL multiple times before, so it's not like I'm not used to I know the feeling. And I remember uh, just being like shocked, like, wow, I just tore my, uh, my, my good knee, you know? Mm. And, uh, and I'm like, t- the kid took me down and my, I had, like a nosebleed or something. So I, I looked at the ref, like I had a nosebleed. I go to the corner and I'm trying to tell my coaches, like I have a torn ACL, like, but they're like, wake up. Cause you know, I'm the number one guy in the country. This kid's like number eight. I've teched him like three times before that. And he just took me down first, which like never happens never get taken down first by anybody. But like to my head, I didn't even realize I got taken down. All I was worried about was my knee and then mm. my nose. Was bleeding That's crazy. I mean, why, I mean, priorities, man. Takedowns, number one. <laughs> ACLs, number two. Or, or further funny, down right? the list. I never, but I never had to tell my coaches. My, my main coach was uh, in my corner. His name's Terry Brands. Uh, he grabs me and he shakes me and goes, wake up. And I go, okay. And I remember going in the middle and I kept wrestling and I ended up winning the match like 21 to 2. <laughs> and on a torn and ACL, so I scored. Yeah, I scored like 20, 21 straight points <laughs> on the kid. But and I run off, and I go to run off the mat, and I'm limping, and I have to like stop myself from limping because I don't want anyone to know I'm hurt. And my head coach Tom Brands, who's Olympic champion, um, he hugs me like, "Hey, good job. You know, real work's coming. We got to we got to get ready for nationals." I'm like, "Hey, I tore my ACL." He goes, "Your other knee?" Because my other my right knee was already torn, right. <laughs> so I didn't have an ACL in my right knee already. So I've been wearing a brace on that knee. I go, "Yeah, my other knee." So. 
they're like, okay, so same thing. Trainer cuts me. Congrats. Good job. Hey, tore my ACL. He's like, your other knee? I'm like, yeah, because <laughs> I tore my ACL in the NCAA finals two years prior to this in the middle of the match, which I don't, not, most people don't know that, but I just wrestled through it and up winning in the NCAA finals as well. So that was my, that was my, my that, was your, that was your first championship. Second. 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 Okay. So the year before yeah, okay. my, first, my first one, I tore my ACL in high school, got surgery on it. Got this it. I tore it again. So okay. wh- why didn't you get surgery on the second one? On the second time? Uh, Cause I just had surgery on it a year prior and retore it. <laughs> And I was like, what's the point of getting surgery? Go find me a better athlete that you're pulling this, this ACL from. All right. Yeah. Ben. Well, my doctor was Dr. Bradley. Um, Oh yeah. yeah. You know, the Pittsburgh Steelers doctor, big Ben. And I'm like, he's like one of the best in the whole world at this. I was like, I'm not going to find, I mean, let's say my doctors, I weren't good. Cause we have good doctors here. Mm -hmm. We have awesome doctors. Even they were like, yeah, he probably did a great job, but they were like trying to kind of tell me that like, I guess the way I wrestle and how I explode my knees, maybe just, maybe they're just also might explode to, to, mm. to blowing up. Yeah. Blowing out. Mm. And they're like, Hey, we're not good. Our surgery is better than what it was. You know, like if I had mm. surgery this year, then it was five, six years ago, obviously yeah. you know, I'm messing. But like, I'm like, but if I tear it again, like I just have to go through this again. So yeah, like I said, sorry, I'm, I'm rambling, but I tore no, no, it. No, and um, yeah. So then I have nine days to the NCAA tournament. And I just had to get my knee healthy to some degree. So we'd like take the swelling out and, you know, go through that. And I remember I'm wrestling into the tournament. I can't like, I'm not even like, I've, I have a brace on my left knee for the first time. Never wore a brace on that. I've been wearing a brace on the right knee. So the right knee, I can't wear a brace as well. So I have to tape it and I have to wrestle in this tournament and I'm like supposed to kill everyone, I guess is like Mm -hmm. the, the motive around me. And I'm out there like, everyone's like, Spencer looks like he's really slow. And like, he's not looking like he's very good. And I'm, I'm kind of like, like you guys have no idea. I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm just trying to get through the tournament the best I can, trying to stay healthy. Because I was like, my, my main goal was the Olympic trials. Mm-hmm. Like that's my tournament was for my team and for myself. Like obviously, but I wasn't gonna miss this tournament, the seat, you know, to go to the trials. I was gonna do both. That was, I was like, I'm either gonna do both or you're cutting me off for either for both of them. Like that's just how. Either we're having surgery today and I'm missing both, or I'm going to both. So I end up, I end up uh, going to the NCAA tournament. I end up winning. I had some good that's matches. Crazy. That's crazy. That is crazy. You're West wrestling the best in the country. Hey, hey tell it, Darren, <laughs> tell Darren uh, who you beat in the finals and what school they were from. Oh, uh, I beat Arizona State mm. oh, the finals yeah. with no ACLs. Go ahead, keep going. Keep on Forks the story. up. Well, he had the, the guy you were wrestling had four ACL surgeries. <laughs> Go on, Andrew. Blown out neck. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he actually didn't have a back. Uh, but so. no, but listen, I, I don't want again. Let's not skate over this. Like, no, you're wrestling the no. best in the country with blown yeah. out knees. Yeah, like that's that's unbelievable. I, I mean, I just think of, I think of like everybody because it's the most popular sport and, and they're the biggest athletes, right? You look at the NFL and it's like, Oh my, these guys are gladiators. Yeah. They just push through all this pain. And I'm like, you have no, no idea, idea. Yeah. when you get in that training room no. and, and they've just got a compression sleeve on or something like that. <laughs> oh, it's too tight. Oh, yeah. I can't practice today. I mean, you're literally going and in, in a combat sport, like yeah. this isn't, this isn't like a, uh, I'm playing, no offense to basketball, but basketball or tennis or something like that. It, we're, I'm literally like for, trying to force my will on you, and you're trying to force yes. your will on me. And and if you go back and watch some of Spencer's matches, some of the positions you're in, like you're like, okay, no wonder you don't have an ACL, ACL right. because I mean the way that you're contorting and bending and moving and exploding and like all at the same time, 
But then you push through an entire tournament yes, with that. Yeah, well, that's the- and, and you said something a second ago that I'm curious about because our ego gets involved in, in scenarios where we're not performing like we normally do and we want to make the excuse and want to make sure everybody knows why I'm not performing this way. But it sounds like you kept it all hush-hush. Yeah. Like nobody knew you had two well, torn I, I ACLs. Didn't, I didn't care what people thought. It, either, yeah. you, either you get it done or you don't. Like yeah. there's, no, there's no excuse as to why you didn't get it done. And that's just, that was the end of the day. Cause my dad, my dad was the one who wanted me to tell the whole world. I have this interview that went kind of viral was, and they actually posted me on like sports center and ESPN, which is big for wrestling. Cause that mm-hmm. never happens. And I said like, excuse her for wusses. This yeah. was like my quote that mm-hmm. I said, I was like, I don't want to tell anyone because excuse her for wusses, you know? Cause I, and that, cause my dad wanted me to tell everyone. I was like, Hey, I don't want to tell anyone that cause I don't care. Like if for me, it's really cool for me that like, I know that, even even though I was at whatever percent, not a hundred percent, and I could still win, I could yeah. find a way. Like to me, that's worth it. Like that, that's yeah, that's. I mean, I, I found a way. Like you know, that my coaches, they were like almost crying because they were proud of me. Not not really. They're pretty tough dudes. Like pretty harsh <laughs> yeah. guys. Brother, but. when you have kids, when you have kids, they don't have a freaking chance. <laughs> <laughs> they don't have a chance. I mean, can you imagine the stories? Your son is crying at the table. <laughs> Suck it up. <laughs> well, uh, no, no, no. That's, it was just, it was just uh, yeah, no. So is, then I, I, I did tell people, though. So, All right, we're going to take a quick break from the episode and recognize an opportunity that we all have. It, if you are having a hard week or you just need some R&R, Here's what you got to do is you got to drive up 75 north, cross the Red River to Durant, Oklahoma, to Choctaw Casino and Resort. It is the best getaway that you can get if you're in the Dallas area by far. And guess what? If you're listening from somewhere outside of DFW, say you're in South Texas or you're in another state, which we've got some listeners uh, in other states, fly into Dallas, drive up. It is worth every penny. You don't have to go to Vegas anymore to have a world-class experience at a world-class resort and casino. Yeah, we talk about the restaurants that are up there, those steakhouses. We talk about the concert venue. Uh, we, we had a conversation with Aaron Watson previously, and he talked about the, the intimacy. Every single seat in that concert venue is right on top. And there's not a bad seat in the house. There's not. And so these artists talk about it's one of the best places to play. And so go check, check out your, yourself a concert, the spa, the, the brand-new expansion. I mean, it's just such a good time. To your point, Tyler, if you need a break, things are getting crazy, times are tough, Get up there. Get up to Choctaw Casino Resort. Have yourself a great time. We, we experience it. We love it. Uh, they're doing great things in the community. Can't say enough good things, and we're so grateful for their partnership. That's Choctaw Casino Resort. Go check them out. Now back to the episode. Is this a mentality you think you've forged through effort, or is this just something that's just always been inside you? You can't explain it. It's just a bit I've of always you. been nuts. Yeah. I'd like that. Like I mean, I, I, I won state titles with broken ankles and – and just different breed now. Yeah. Different yeah I, breed. I just never cared if it was hurt. Like, cause to me it was, it was, it was you, you, everyone in wrestling's hurt. It's like football yeah, like, called right. NFL. Like everyone's got something wrong with yeah. them. It's a long like, season. Who, yeah. So who cares? Like what's wrong with you? There's no reason for you not to perform. I mean, yeah. could I, did I perform to my best? Absolutely not. I still am working on wrestling to my best of my ability and getting better every single day. Yeah. You know, getting through this, but, I did miss the Olympic trials. I didn't go after the NCAA tournament. I was pretty messed up. I, I pretty much blew everything else out in my knees without blowing everything else in my knees out. So, oh so have God, you since had surgery sense. to repair this? Are, are your knees good now? No, I did not have surgery. Oh. They're good though. 
They're yeah, good. For everybody listening, they're he's, good. He's not going to make solid. excuses. Don't worry about he's it. He's going to be okay. Hey, no, so, I'll, wrestle. I'll wrestle no matter what. That's so. right. So, Man, so, I so Spencer, it. I want to like, – maybe a little technical, and maybe maybe we'll lose some folks here, but how did you have to adjust and change your style in the national tournament? I mean, you're, you're one of the most dominant top wrestlers like in, in NCAA wrestling history, but – was that just like an emphasis? Like, okay, I've got to get the takedown and then I got to win riding time. And then I got to, I just got to punish them on the ground, on the mat. Or what did you do? We, we didn't talk about anything. They just oh. said, you know what to do, figure it out. Like, so internally, wrestling. what did you do? Was it, like- I mean, for me, it was just be smart. Mm. Uh, don't get in any compromising positions that could hurt your knees anymore. Okay. And just, and just wrestle to your best of your ability. You know, like there, we didn't, I didn't wrestle one time until the NCAA tournament. Like they basically threw a brace on me, taped my knee and threw me on the mat That's wild. with a, war- a short warm up and said, let's see, see, if ha- see how you feel, you uh-huh. know? And I, it just made me laugh. Cause I remember coming from that be like, man, I, I suck. Like I cannot wrestle. <laughs> and, but like, you know, what was I supposed to do? Complain <sighs> about it. I mean, I had gone back to the hotel, put ice on my knees, you know, mm-hmm. I had stim freaking, you know, they doctors check it out. Okay. Not, too, not too swollen, not too bad. You're good. All right, we're ready for the next match, and that was that was it. I mean, you gotta make weight. Okay, you can't run, so you gotta go. They brought bikes. Gotta go bike. You know, they just so find a way. I just, so. so no part of you is thinking. You know, as a kid, I would wrestle eleven months out of the year, but that one month I would take off, and I would actually be better coming back. So, does any part of you think, okay, let me take a step back, let me fix these knees, and maybe I'll be better? I mean, we had a lot of conversations about that, obviously. Um, but the hard part was for me was I've had multiple, multiple surgeries in my life where I've missed six, six months, but you know, I'd have second surgeries on my knees. There goes a year, right? Mm -hmm. Am I going to lose another year? I haven't competed in international since 2016. Mm -hmm. I haven't even tried, you know, I won three world titles in a row Mm -hmm. and then just never did it again. Never made it, never tried for a world team, never tried for an Olympic team, never, never had an opportunity to try for the one thing that I wanted Mm -hmm. the most of my life. And I was like, if I can wrestle without this, then why would I risk coming back and then just getting hurt again? Yeah, like, yeah. To me, it was just like, what, what are the risks? You know, like, yeah, it was, it was, it was hard. It's hard. I mean, it's, it's still a hard decision today, you know? So from I mean, a, from a process standpoint, is it just, okay, I just got to strengthen it, let the swelling go down. And then I'm just, I can operate like, cause ACLs are lateral movements, right? Isn't that, yeah. isn't that really kind of the stability that they provide? I should know that it runs it runs yeah I, i've had an acl surgery so I, I got very well versed in the acl surgery world uh yeah it runs north you know i guess north and south from your femur but yeah to it your, keeps your keeps your femur your large leg bone and your the bottom leg bone it keeps it together so it doesn't uh, you know but from lateral movement that's yes. like that's what hurts like if you've got a bad right. acl mm-hmm. is is moving side to side which like yeah so so what is that what is that process like hey i just got to strengthen everything and just know that like some of the side to side stuff i'm going to be limited in and well that's the thing like uh, it's it's funny cuz i'm not, i'm not i'm not a football player i'm not a basketball player i'm mm-hmm. not a, i'm not a I don't, I don't really explode that hard sideways our mm-hmm. knees are always bent your, yeah. your quads mm-hmm. are always firing so as long as your knees are bent and you're moving your feet, you can kind of do whatever you want. Okay. And yeah. I mean, even the day after tear my ACL, I could do anything. They they do all these tests like where you jump and you, you explode sideways and you and you do one legged squat. I could do anything they asked me, no problem. Mm-hmm. They just that every once in a while, if they did get out of it, it would hurt and, and mm-hmm. swell up and whatever, right? Mm-hmm. So they were they, the, the doctors kind of laughed when they were like <laughs> doing tests with me because they're like they're like it doesn't even seem like it's torn. And then you do the little, you know, Oh yeah, it's still torn. Dude, I'm right on that. Still torn. Like, 
as long as long as like I'm smart and and I don't do anything stupid, mm-hmm. then I I've been fine. I've had no problems. I mean, so I've, I've been, yeah. it's been pretty pretty. I've been pretty fortunate. Honestly, yeah, that, so. that's the weird thing about ACLs because I remember when I tore mine. You know, you tear it, and then they want to give you a little bit of time to prehab before your surgery. I'm sure you remember this from your first. Oh, yeah. And so you have two or three or four weeks from the tear to the surgery. And I was the same as you that I was working out. I was running. I was doing everything. And so I assumed, I, I thought, they've got this wrong. Yeah. They read the MRI wrong. Mm-hmm. My, knee, my knee's not torn. I, I was convinced they were going to go in there and they were going to say, hey, you're, you know, you're good. Little, I mean, it was shredded. It, it My ACL was completely <laughs> gone. But it is weird how you can still yeah. do certain movements and it doesn't bother. I'm assuming it's the other ligaments in the knee that are making up for it. But wrestling, the different thing about wrestling though is, you know, like in football, I can, for the most part, control my movement. I know where I'm going. Whereas wrestling and basketball, same thing. I can control my cuts and where I'm headed. Wrestling, it's like you're getting you're getting pushed and pulled and and thrown places. And sometimes you're not sure exactly where. Correct me if I'm wrong, but it's like it's a more of a. It, it seems to me like it's a little bit more. Reactive, Rea- yeah, reactive and, and risky, I guess, to, to wrestle with no ACLs. Yeah, but at the same time, I do think just because having your knees bent the whole time, like as long as you're not like like letting it straighten really fast, mm. or mm-hmm. or you're cutting with your foot still planted or something, then like the risk is pretty low. Mm. But I, I mean, I totally I see your point though. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like some some positions, I remember at Nationals, like I, I was the guy just like kind of grabbed my toe and like pulled my knee out, and I just kind of fell over, like, <laughs> mm. and he just took me down. Like yeah. there's nothing I could do. Right. And like had I been healthy, I would that would him doing that would have done nothing to me, mm. and we would just kept scrambling and wrestling. But it was just so like you kind of like laugh like wow nothing I could have done about that. Yeah. Yeah. So, something I'm curious about is your recruitment process at a high school. You said you were all everything. You didn't. You didn't lose much in high school. What What does a wrestler's recruiting process look like? What, what was that experience like for you? So, um, I was fortunate to be the number one recruit in the nation um, coming out of high school. So, I, I got Shocker. calls from. from <laughs> <laughs> so I got calls from a lot of schools and. But for me, it was just between the top three schools in the country, wrestling wise. Okay, well, wait, wait, then what are the top three yeah, schools? You're not in that list. Uh, Abilene no, Christian, Iowa, Arizona Iowa, State. Arizona uh, State's got to be in the top 10 at least, right? Oh, Oklahoma. No, it's, Oklahoma, Penn, it's Penn, Penn State. State Iowa. Yeah, they were last year. Uh, Arizona oh. State took fourth last year. <laughs> well, there we go. There we go. Oh, my God. Did you even know they had wrestling? <laughs> no, huh? yeah. Oh, yeah. They're their, always in the mix. They're always, they're always solid. Show. Yeah, that was their first trophy since like 1990. So, yeah. hey, watch. Okay, hey, it's good. No, no, so that's why I was thinking because they they weren't as good um, when I was getting recruited. Okay, but they they were like really building. They they have a lot of really good recruits. They're gonna be really good this year. They're, they're I think they're I think they're top five right now. I think they're oh. fifth or something. Mm. And so usually it's Penn State, Ohio State, and Iowa are usually top three. Oklahoma State's usually four. Yeah. And then the fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth always changes. Could be NC State's always been top four. Then mm. you got you got you know Minnesota's gosh, tough. Yeah, Minnesota's always Michigan been top State's 10. tough. Mi- Michigan's really good too. Michigan's yeah. been top three, top four mm. before. Um. So like uh. Yeah, it's in Arizona State's good this year. So I mean, it's just funny. The teams they've been, they've been really growing and getting better. Um, it's 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 always been it's been two man race for the last fifteen years though. It's been uh, yeah. Well, I guess Ohio State did win in twenty fifteen, but it's been Penn State and Iowa okay. since two thousand and eight. So Penn State won has won like eight of the last ten national titles. Wow. And we won last year. Mm-hmm. 
Iowa won last year and Penn State and Ohio State. Um, 50 bucks if y'all can name the head coach of Penn State. Bob Smart. <laughs> yeah, I'm even trying. I have no who. Kale Sanderson. He's oh, Kale Sanderson. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's him. he's yeah, yeah. He's in the wee box. Yep, yep. Okay. Never All right. So okay. So you go through. You 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 were the number one recruit. You got you got a lot of attention from the top three. What was the deciding factor for you? I really just loved our coaches here at Iowa yeah. and their like the atmosphere. I mean, this place is crazy. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm not trying to brag or anything, but our fans are so are so nuts that like I walk downtown and just have to take pictures with people mm, really and and like i'm a wrestler like i'm not i'm not a nfl super bowl champ i'm not a you know i don't, I don't have the the fan base that they do but like iowa we don't have pro sports like they really love their sports like yeah. the, the, the 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 good athletes here at iowa they they're known like it's it's pretty cool mm-hmm. like you you go to a, a if you ever went to a meet in, in carver for a match, like for, for wrestling, if I tried to walk to my parents from the, my mat, which is like 20 feet, I would just get swarmed. So I have a security guard oh, that walks huh. me to my parents after a match. So I don't have to take pictures with people so I can see them. Yeah, that's awesome. And like, you know, I mean, yeah, that, that, I'm a wrestler. Like I, I didn't expect any of this hey, stuff. Just, just so you know, you know? Literally think, six years in the NFL, that had never happened to me. So, <laughs> so I soak it in. Yeah, Don't yeah. downplay being a wrestler. Yeah. Here's what here's what I think, Spencer, is I think just people recognize when someone is different, right? When someone yeah. is just on a different level. And I and I'm 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 a big advocate like don't act like you're better than anybody because no one person is better than another, but people recognize when someone has put in the recognize work, game. someone has, yeah, that's right. Is, is recognized is recognized when someone is just at another level of, of whatever they're doing, whether it's Kobe, whether it's, it's yourself, Kale in, in wrestling when he, when he was, you know, at the top, whether it's, Jordan, whether it's LeBron, yeah. whoever it is, right? They recognize it. So whether you're in Iowa, whether you're in Pennsylvania, whether you're in California, I think if if somebody sees you compete the way that you compete, people recognize it. Like, yeah, I want a piece of that. Yeah, yeah. So what are the matches like? What's the atmosphere like? Oh, nothing better at at, so, at Iowa. <laughs> so we 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 always break the attendance records um, because we have our arena is only fifteen. It's fifteen thousand people, but we we usually have we average like twelve. 1500 duel for um, wrestling <laughs> bro yeah. dude, yes can you wake up man oh my yes God. Will you wake dude, up I'm telling you like, a hater. Stop being a, a, like i'm not a hater. a hater i just have i'm i'm so oblivious to this world we sold out <laughs> season tickets this year yeah we wow. stopped selling season tickets this year because we would have sold out Jeez. the whole arena no way we had, we had enough tickets for the opposing team recruits in our student section or so we dude. sold 12 we need to go to a match where's, where's university of iowa des moines where is Iowa City? Iowa, Iowa City. City, man, we get to, we need to get to Iowa City. I'm telling you, yeah. it's I'm trying to party like a wrestler parties. It is. It's hey, like they allow alcohol in there, I guess. They do this year. Which, yeah, yeah. They, so I, fans are, oh. Imagine Iowa fans with with alcohol and and in, in that arena. It's not going to be good for us. <laughs> Bring some Crown Royal up in there. <laughs> My own brown bag. But it's, I'm it's telling you. So, like, have you have you been to a have you been to a UFC fight live? Yes, okay. absolutely. So, Numbers. so imagine that more intimate people on top of you, and it's like it's just go 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 go. There's not the pageantry. I mean, there's a little bit in, in the duels and stuff. There, like, if it's a rival, like they'll do like big entrances. But like it, dude, it's just I don't know, man. It's it's really hard to describe. You've got to go to one. Yeah, because I'd love to do yeah. that. You just feel just the like it's 
It's an all-out battle. Right. In the center stage, it's black everywhere else, just one spotlight on usually most duels, like on the on the mat. It's awesome. Yeah. Okay, so when, uh, let's while we're there, you just yeah. set the stage. So you're walking out, right? Are you you're tired? You're up. You're coming up, right? Are you in the back? Where, where are you sitting? Because I'm like Ben. So, I haven't been to a match. Yeah, yeah. So there's a tunnel that we run out of, and then, then you run to the there's a, our bench. There's like uh, there's chairs on the side here. The mats like here. It's and elevated. The mat's elevated, yeah. by the way. So okay. it's, it's usually, you know, three. It's like a big stage. So we run onto the mat, our whole team, and what happens is they call your name and your weight, and you go shake your opponent's hand, and it goes down the whole lineup. And then the captains go out, and they flip a coin, whatever, or even. That lets you choose what you – so in wrestling, there's three periods. In the second period, um, they point to someone you want top, bottom, or neutral, or you mm-hmm. can defer – to, to another person and whatever that otter even lets the 120 like you know one three five seven nine two four six eight choose each weight so it's like whatever and for me as soon as i shake the, my opponent's hand i run to the back corner and there's a chair and i usually sit down and i take my stuff off have my singlet pulled up headgear on mouthpiece in and i just have like my jacket on and my coach is like kind of behind me just kind of like rub my arms out shaking and then like your theme song comes on like your whatever your walkout mm-hmm. song i mean our theme song and What's your walkout you know, song? Uh, it's We Will Rock You. So, like, okay. you stomp, stomp, clap. You know, my whole, the whole arena starts oh, know, with the, the song, yeah. right? That's cool. And then I, I walk out and I run out, and ref goes, I guess, both guys ready? Shake hands, wrestle, boom. Just like that. It's, it's that fast. It's fast. Wow. So there's no time to think. No. no. There's no, no. I slap my coach's hand, I and I'm walking. As soon as I step on that line, I'm shaking the dude's hand, wrestling, boom. Wow. Arena goes, goes, lights go on. Arena goes quiet. Wrestling starts. You know, you get takedown. Arena erupts. Like, yeah. mm. Wow. So it's... Yeah, it's I mean, quick. I'm freaking yeah. nervous just thinking about it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I love it. So, do you get nervous? And, and I think Absolutely. extension to his. So, as you're, as you're, yeah, as because, and let me back up. Do they still, I don't know, maybe they did this just when I was in high school. They'll rotate who starts whatever weight, or do they start at 125? In, in so the duels. rule in college now, so in high school, you could draw okay. out of a hat. And that's yeah. how you could pick the random weights, right? right. We used to do it kind of like that. You pull out of a hat. Uh-huh. That was when I was a freshman, sophomore, and a junior. Uh-huh. Now my senior and super senior year, right? We, uh, the the rule is if you both agree on a weight, you'll start there. If not, you flip a coin. But whoever gets the, the call can either choose like to be odd or even, uh-huh. or they can choose the weight to start. Okay. So, so huh. basically – it's funny because last year, every team that every team we wrestled flipped the coin. Mm-hmm. And if they got the coin, they would start the weight, like a weight class above mine. So or, you'd be last. So I'd be like, I wouldn't be the first match. They don't yeah. want me to be the first match. Yeah. Huh. I, used to, I used to get so mad. Bunch of fat boys <laughs> used to complain because we were always the last match and we'd yeah, sit wrestle, there. We'd yeah. sit there for like an hour yeah. and a half, like waiting for everybody else to finish wrestling. And then it's like, okay, get up, get ready to go. So are you, if that's the case, are you cheering your, your teammate on? Are you giving them like, you're Absolutely. on the side? Yeah. Okay. I get in trouble. <laughs> I hate when they draw like that because I, I'm so insane on the, on the, on the, on the, on the corner mm-hmm. that I'm like yelling and I'm like, I'm running around. Like I'm kind of like a nutcase and they get mad because, Hey, Spencer, you haven't wrestled yet. So they will like throw me up in the room and I'll have to watch <laughs> it on the screen up there so wow. like in the arena. So like, it makes me mad. Cause, but like, uh, like the most iconic one was we wrestled Penn state. They're number one. We're number two. This was the COVID years, so 2020. Mm-hmm. And our, our duel mate, it was, it was nuts. I mean, there was like five number ones versus number twos in that duel. And there's only 10 weight classes. And there's a bunch of other guys that were ranked. And, our, I mean, it came down to heavyweight. Our heavyweight ended up winning the match. 
Mm. But like all of us are in the corner just freaking out. Like, like I'm like, we're doing like getting pulled. We're not allowed to try not to touch the mat. You losing point. We can't do that. So we're like get pulling guys back. Like it was awesome. I mean, it was like every single person I've ever talked to that, because a lot of people went to that duel for their first duel uh-huh. because you know, a lot of people were like, Oh, Penn State number one was number two. We should go to that. And you know, we sold out for, you know, that was my first sellout. In, in, in my career wow. we've had a lot of we get a lot of people to go to our matches but now that we won nationals now we're selling out like every duel yeah right. you know you know our fans are crazy but now it's even crazier now it's like like i have people ask me to get them tickets but we sold out against penn state which is january like 28th or something we sold out with them last month you know yeah. like, I, I, so. I get like penn state is your big rival right that's that's yeah. you know one and two so individually Who's the rival that that you're looking at that you're going to be you know you're going to be seeing this person or or multiple people coming up this year? Uh, I never really had someone like that. Um, when I was a true freshman, um, there were three other guys that were national champs in my weight class mm. at one twenty five over the years. Um, eventually, like we had one to one twenty five the year before, one to one as a freshman. One and one nationals at the weight above me the next year, and then I that guy wrestled the finals. Mm. And then it was me who I ended up winning. So that was like our semis. That was what the semis looked like. But three of those guys were were two of those were seniors, and then the guy wrestled finals went up, and then he won nationals the next year. And he's kind of we don't even know if he's coming back or not. And he said he wants to drop. So he I would see him. He's probably my rival. Mm. He would be the number two guy in the country if he did go to a school. He went from Penn State to Rutgers. Won mm. national at Rutgers, and now we don't know where. No one knows where he is. He's been kind of like. Missing in action. Um, and then, then the guy wrestled the national finals my sophomore year. He graduated. So he's, he's gone. And the guy wrestled last year. Um, he's been around since I was a freshman from Arizona state, but that was the first time he ever placed at nationals. I say he was finals. lower. He was like six or he was, like, he was the third seed third. Okay. Okay. He was a third seed, but he had never no one in that bracket had been an all American before it was just okay. me. So okay. it was, I mean, I'm not going to say my bracket was weak, but it was new. Everyone was like freshmen mm-hmm. and sophomore. They were younger. Mm-hmm. And the two best guys in my weight were in Ivy league schools, but Ivy league didn't compete that year. Mm-hmm. So, so those are the, those are the guys who are now two and three in the country. Even though the guys that took second and third in my bracket last year, those guys are actually ranked below them Got because up. these two, you know, they have been all Americans. They've done well. Actually, the one guy I'm wrestling Friday, it, you know, this Friday, he's number three in the country. He's from Princeton. Um, so he he he's like one of the guys I probably will see either in the finals at, at nationals or in the semis. And then the other guys from Cornell, he was Olympic alternate this year. I wrestled him last year. Um, I, I I won, but he he's Olympic alternate, so he's he'll be the two seed. He's really good too. Mm, so wow. those are the two guys that. It's pretty much, I mean, it was like us three and then kind of everyone else. Yeah. Because, right. um, like, the, the guys from, like, four to 13 have all kind of, like, gone back and forth. Like, they could – you could wrestle those guys and they would, it would change a lot. But the right. top three is pretty stagnant. Like, okay. we've, we've been – you know, they were all Americans in my bracket two years ago when all those seniors were still there Man, and stuff. Got so. it. I'd be you, the biggest shit talker ever. <laughs> I'm serious. You if think I was, that you think, dude, that you think oh, you would no, be, you would. I would. You, I don't I know. Would, you think you I would, would. Because here's what, it, here's what it you takes. Is, tell me is, shit. Is, it, is you go in there talking and someone would like snap you right hey, to your face yeah, okay. and you'd break your nose okay. on the mat Look, and then you wouldn't be talking. I'd walk out there. You know me, Ben. Ben, I'd walk out there like gold chain on, take out my fronts. I'll take his gold fronts out before the match. <laughs> I'll say this: if you were if you were Spencer, yes, you would. 
Yeah. If you were you, you would No, not. I wouldn't do it. Yeah, of course not. I'm not. I know I'm taking an L. But Spencer is not. I want to take another quick break. And speaking of breaks, I want to take, thank our sponsor, Sleep Number, who gives you the best break of every single day of your life, which is sleep. Mm. And what they're doing with their technology and their mattresses is second to none. They have taken the mattress game and put it on steroids. Yeah. They check your heart rate, your your circadian rhythm. They're doing all these different things to test you while you're sleeping to make sure that it's custom and that every single night is the most restorative, restful sleep that you're ever going to get. It's no accident that Sleep Number is the official sleep partner of the NFL and because NFL athletes are at the top when it comes to recovery, when it comes to taking care of your body, and nothing is more important than sleep. We've talked about it on the show multiple times, making sure you take care of your sleep. And there's a reason that Dak Prescott sleeps on one every single mm-hmm. night. And there's a reason that his career has blossomed the way that it has. So make sure either you go online, sleepnumber.com, you go into a local store, they're going to walk you through it. They're, you're going to experience the entire process of understanding what your sleep score is or what your sleep number is. And then ultimately showing you how to achieve the highest sleep score uh, because that's what's important is how you actually sleep and how you recover so that you can tackle the day with everything that you have. It's the VIP experience that we're all looking for. That's right. Sleepnumber.com. Like Tyler said, go get yourself to a local store and get yourself that VIP experience. Now back to the episode. Spencer, you mentioned COVID last year. How yeah. was that wrestling during COVID? Did y'all have fans at any of your matches? How did that work? No, we had family. We were all had family. So you go from having mm. people in Carver, 12,000, 13,000, 14,000 people to having 200. Yeah. It was man. crazy. And Talk- then, then the NCAAs, we actually sell out at NCAAs. Like both my NCAA finals matches have been 25,000 plus people mm. in the arenas. And it had, had the NCAA tournament happened in 2020 for Minnesota, we actually bought out like an arena with like 70,000 people in it. And we sold like 58,000 tickets. Oh my gosh. Wrestling's pretty popular for like, it's, it's, mm-hmm. you'd, be, you'd yeah. be shocked. So, yeah. and that's just the people that bought the tickets then people were going to come. Right. Like we, I bet we would have had 55 to 70. I mean, it would probably, I bet if we asked me, I would have said 60,000 people for, for the finals, Yeah, which would have been absolutely insane. So it would have been oh, really, really cool. But then they canceled it the week before. I mean, that's like playing, that's I, like playing, I mean, what is Minnesota's stadium? Like some of these smaller, big stadiums, right? Yeah, like that's, I mean, our, that's our, an NFL 000. game. Yeah. Our, yeah. Actually, our 65,000 now. Yeah. yeah. When, since they renovated it. So it'd be like playing in Kinnick. That's insane. Kinnick. That is yeah. insane. So what's it like wrestling though, you know, going from sold out crowds to now all of a sudden I've got 10 people. What What is that like? It was funny because like now, now you can hear everyone like yeah. individually, you know, like because the thing about our, our fans in Carver is they're just yelling all the time. Mm-hmm. Like they're saying crazy things and they're just like on the other team like they're so oppressive and then it's like you hear my dad like come on like that kind of thing i'm like oh god dad like, you know? <laughs> there's an echo in here now dad yeah literally so it was, it was different i wasn't as nervous because you know it's pretty you know pretty ner- you, know, you know how it is you get yeah, nervous yeah, before you yeah. go in front of a crowd you guys all know how that is you guys played football in the nfl yeah. and yeah, College were they big, were they testing so. you guys like how did because oh, it's oh, weird gosh, i was gonna say it's weird day, that you got nobody testing. in the you got nobody in the crowd, but like you got two guys wrestling each other. Let's <laughs> say it's a social distancing friendly sport for sure. Well, we, we, you get daily tested, and then the day of your um, your match, you'd get the the one that knows rather like mm. the, like the, that went super deep mm. rather than the one you did yourself. Right, and you had to pass that before you're allowed to wrestle. So, and then you had to pass the one yourself too. So you had to get tested twice, and then you wrestle. 
And if anyone on your team had COVID, contact trace, those guys were gone. They weren't allowed to compete. Wow. So they were pretty strict about it, but I never got COVID. I was the only one on my team. Actually, me and one other guy were the only guys on our team that didn't get it. I, I was like, I was like in my room, never saw anybody. <laughs> like, like I, my, I didn't even practice with the team lead up to nationals um, because it couldn't was me and him. It. Yeah, because yeah, we couldn't risk it. I mean, that, to me, that was the only way I was going to lose. The only way I could lose is if I didn't get to compete. And mm-hmm. that's just how my brain worked. You know, so it's so kind of funny, but like emotionally, did that affect you? Did like being, you know, going through the wrestling season, I mean, really, okay. Going through the whole pandemic and, and wrestling, there's a, there's a bond between teammates. It's just different, right. Than, than most other sports. But is that with your personality, did that bother you? It bother you kind of, okay, now I'm spending a lot of time on my own. I mean, prior to, prior to nationals, like shutting it down completely, not seeing anybody and just having just a small group that you worked with. Are you okay with that? I, I love being alone. Okay. I was saying, you're uh, the kind of guy that goes to movies by yourself, right? Oh, Cause that's, I, I, yeah, that's my myself. thing. I go to movies. I, I could go. I, I, I'm not a guy who cares. I mean, I love my camaraderie. My, those are my brothers. Yeah. They asked me to hang out. I'd love to hang out. But when it came to that, uh, you weren't risking my, my national title yeah. um, for anything. You know, you want to hang out with me? We can hang out the day after. I'll hang out with you all day. But So, so I see so. the chair behind you. Uh, are you a big gamer? Yeah, I am a big gamer. Okay. It's more for, like, my entertainment just because yeah. I like – you got to take your mind off wrestling sometimes. Can't be psychopath 24-7, you know. Right, so. for sure. You know, we've we've done quite a few of these interviews and, and talked to a lot of – like I said in the, in the lead-up, we've talked to a lot of elite performers, but I can't think of anybody – who matches your mentality? Matt Frazier may Maybe. may come close. Yeah. I don't know. Do you know who Matt Frazier is, the CrossFit yeah. champ? Yeah. yeah. So yeah. we interviewed him last year. He might come close to you. But I, I can't like think 100% of anybody dedicated yeah, to that craft. Who's as dedicated uh, yeah. to yeah. their craft? Tia was you there too. Yeah, Tia was there. Yeah. But it's just it. it I, I want you to know that's that's it's an admirable trait. You have, for you, it probably doesn't feel. It's just what I do. It's just who I am. <laughs> But for outsiders, for people not like that, that's it's very admirable how focused you are on what you do, man. It's very impressive. Yeah, yeah, totally agree. I don't know, I appreciate that though. Yeah. Yeah. And he doesn't take compliments well either. No, so that's yeah. another thing. Well, uh, <laughs> one thing I no, no, it's, you're good. You're good. I just wanted to honor you with that. So one thing I did want to ask you about, you know, last year was brand new with COVID, something you'd never experienced before, nobody had ever experienced before, obviously. This year, another new thing came into the fold that nobody had ever experienced, at least not legally, <laughs> and that's <laughs> and that's nil name image name image and likeness being able to be compensated as a collegiate athlete for what you do and who you are. What has that process been like? Are, are people just you mentioned wrestling's a big deal? Are people just swarming you constantly trying to get you involved? How has that worked for you individually? Uh, I think it was cool though because they, they passed it and September first. I mean, I had tons of people um, try and do things with me and and you know offer money and stuff. And so the rule is you have to you know do something to get paid, and then you have to tell your university what you did and how much you got paid, and, and they have to make sure that it's like legal, kind of. You know, yeah. they, you can't you can't like go to some you know, place and sign an autograph and get, you know, $100,000. That's not how that works, right? They're like, oh, right. that's not, your autograph isn't worked at. That's kind of like what I, you know. Yeah, who you know are you mean? to tell oh, me what my okay. autograph is Yeah, no. but that, that, They, hey, they, they go based yeah, off, like, who you are, like, what yeah. you've done, like, the market value of other athletes, and they, they try and be really fair. I mean, my university is really fair with me, so. Wow. So the university regulates what you can do and can't do as far as what you make? Somewhat. 
to okay. it, it's it's see it's still like a little up Wild in the air. It's still new. It out, it's still yeah. yeah. So like they're learning it with us. You know that's kind of how it was. Huh. Which is, I, and here's here's what's hard about that is 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 you look at Spencer and you say, okay, in the sport of wrestling, yes, Olympic, like the Olympic level is like the elite elite, right? But but at the same time, like in the sport of wrestling in the United States, college wrestlers really are at the top of the game, right? Because you've only got what? How many? You've got what? Twenty five Olympians, you know, with alternates, maybe that go train something like that. I'm, I'm just throwing out a number, but we have let's just say yeah, six, six, yeah, twelve men, twelve women. Yeah, mm. so alternates. So. so there's like a tiny, tiny little pool that go to the Olympics. Like the elite college wrestlers at that sport are the Darren Woodsons, are the Emmett Smiths, are the you know Steve Youngs, Joe Montana's of the sport. So like, how can you ca- like if somebody is like, hey, I want to, I want to have Spencer come sing happy birthday at my daughter's birthday. I want to give him $350,000 to do it. Like, how can you not? Because that's what, that's what Troy would make. Yes. Yes. Going to something like that. Like if he showed up. So how do you compare and you know, what's this, this metric that you use to say, Hey, this athlete is only what your value. Yes. Yes. That's that's true. sucks. They try and use your social media insights as like, but that, that shouldn't have nothing to do make. with them. Like, uh, yeah. I don't want to get into right. this argument. Look, yeah. I get it. Like, <laughs> let's move on to the next No, I, I, I want to no, keep No, no, we're staying here. No, no, no. Not on that. But no, Yeah, but, but what, what companies did end up, you know, that, that you are you working with? Who, who ended up breaking through and, and you decided to go with? Well, so, like, the company that I'm, I'm signed with is, is called Rudis. So I, I, I talked to Nike and, like, Rudis and you know, a couple other companies like that, like brands. <laughs> And, uh, so it's a, it's like a wrestling company grown. Mm-hmm. We're trying to build it. It's, I mean, if you're a wrestler, you know, what Rudis is, but if you're not definitely not gonna know what it is, yeah. but it's you're speaking it's Spanish, like, bro. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's like, it's like, a, it's like an apparel. They sell clothing and they sponsor Olympic athletes. Like they sponsor both our Olympic champions in our country. Our only two Olympic champions are sponsored by them now. Uh, Kyle Snyder and Jordan Burroughs and, uh, well not David Taylor, I guess he's another one, my bad, but, um, you, I'm speaking different language. We so, just had Jordan on, by the way, a couple yeah, weeks Jordan ago. Jordan, a couple weeks ago, yeah. So, yeah, Burroughs? Yeah. Yeah, he signed with Rudis like last week. So oh, nice. He was, that's he was awesome. just A6 before. Uh huh. So, yeah, so like that's it's pretty cool. Um, I mean, I, most of my stuff has just been kind of small deals, not because my, my main focus is wrestling. Sure, uh, I'm not trying to go yeah. do speaking events and and all this stuff. I mean, I had some like, I've, I've, uh, a company called like Sino Global Capital. It's like a crypto company. The guy's a big wrestling fan. He sponsors me. Um, crypto stuff. It's kind of cool. Oh, I, I, I have cool stuff. Like, yeah, it's so like stuff that's yeah. like really interesting and really, really fun for me. That's cool. And now, so, that's a good, I, I want to, like your mindset going into it is, is, is and you kind of alluded to it, that like wrestling is my focus. So yeah. you, you hear that this is going to get passed and you're like, okay, how am I going to approach this? Is it, do I pick brands that align with me personally and the brand that I am that my, myself, or is revenue more important? Because you see a lot of guys going both ways. Yeah, I get it. But for me, um, how, how our sport really works I mean, every sport works this way. The more you win, the more you make, right? Mm. But in wrestling, it's, like, really, like, it's a big difference, like, from an All-American to a multiple-time national champ. Mm-hmm. If you're an All-American, you will coach in college if you want to. But if you're a national champ, your odds of being a head coach somewhere are vastly higher. So mm. it's just 
it's just uh, and that's where the money is in wrestling is, is a head coach now with NIL and and you know we've, we've a bunch of wrestlers are making real money and with with like now like how popular it's getting so it's, mm-hmm. it's pretty cool seeing like us make actual like livings off of it because yeah. I mean gosh Henry Sudo I'm sure you guys know who that yes. is UFC yeah. champ yeah. I mean he had he had to quit wrestling and fight because he had no money because even though he's an Olympic champ because yeah. he didn't make any money I mean right there's no money in wrestling. Right. It just, it just started becoming a thing, you know, like in 2012. So is your ultimate so, you know, goal, so. is your ultimate goal to get into coaching when you're done? I mean, that's a path for me. Uh, I mean, I want to, I want to compete as long as I can and win mm. as many world Olympic titles as I can. And I mean, I don't really know what, what's in store for me. Um, I don't know whether or not I want to venture off something else and see what, what was really is for me. Mm-hmm. I mean, I could just stay in Iowa the rest of my life and get hired here and then maybe look be head coach and then coach here till I'm 60, like, like Tom Brands did and Dan Gable did and then retire and stay in Iowa the rest of my life, you know, but just depends on what I feel. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I don't, I've never had like any other thoughts. So it's been kind of weird that like I have thoughts. It's like, Oh, well, like my main focus is wrestling. That's all I care about. That's and that's right, all I'm yeah. going to care about. Yep. But whatever, whatever life takes me, it takes me, you know, I'm not like super famous on social media or anything. Like a lot of those people like move to LA or something. They do that mm-hmm. stuff. And I don't I'll have that, but uh-huh. you never know what happens to you though. So like it's yeah. a business or, you know, a lot of really good wrestlers from Iowa own businesses and were successful outside of wrestling. So you never know. So. Yeah. So what I love is, is your focus is hey, win number four, like that, that list that you made when you were eight, it's like win number four, like that's, that's it. That's, what my focus because that's what you can control right the preparation for that exactly um exactly. but one thing i do really like about this nil deal for wrestling specifically and you could say the same probably for gymnastics i would say even collegiate mm-hmm. cheer like these are sports that did, were not like on the forefront right and people don't know them now there's actual opportunities to know the sport because now there's brands that people know that are also promoting the sport mm-hmm. because they're like okay like there's really talented people there's really like really cool stories behind these athletes that just nobody had access to. Now it's opening it up. It's just okay. Now can we keep athletes focused on the sport? And you know, Spencer's I think the example of of what it looks like to be able to manage the NIL deal and still compete at a high level. Where I think you're going to see a lot of athletes that maybe had a really good year last year or the year before that maybe make some money, and you're going to see performance decline. All right. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. So my NIL deals have been deals. I don't have to do anything. Mm. Basically. That's been my goal. Like I sold merch with Barstool. You know, I sold t-shirts. That's an excuse for wusses. Um, <laughs> I mean, I, I did like, I mean, I, I've got an agent, uh, named Kyle strong and he's MGC sports. And he basically, anyone who messaged me, I just say either you message him or I'm not going to get uh, back to you. Yeah. I'm not it. dealing with it. And like, and I'm not like, I'm not saying I'm like, I need I needed to have an agent. It was just like I don't want to deal with any of this stuff because my main focus is wrestling. So that's yeah. why I got one. So that's yeah. it's been really cool. Yeah, kudos to you, he, brother. Because he he deals with NFL players, so like he yep. he's obviously dealing with people who make a lot more money than I'll ever make. Mm-hmm. But it's been nice having someone regulate that for me, and you know, because you know, you get people asking for like little deals all the time, and just like you feel bad not answering. It's it's better have him kind of deal with that. So mm-hmm. that's kind of been I did I did poster signings and just like small stuff like that. And then that was it. I was done. I like, as soon as this, this month happened, I'm like, Hey, I don't want to do anything else. Like 
season started. I don't care about money. Yeah. I don't care about winning. So, so do you think guys this next year are going to struggle making weight more than in the past because they actually have money that they can afford actual food? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, but I, I do like I do like the point you brought up about will it affect people's you know performance? Mm-hmm. I mean, it might. I mean, I think I think if you look at the the, the guys who are going to make real money mm-hmm. in, in NFL, like in college football, and then you know college basketball like the, the, the big ones the, the guys gonna go first round in the draft um those are the guys that might you know then they, they might even stay in college longer because i mean if you're making pretty good money yeah. you're, you're i always think that you're more popular in college in most sports Agreed. than you are outside of college because the fan base is so in love with you yeah. that and, and if you're winning for them you know like that's how it is here at iowa like yeah. they live and die by the people that, that yeah. keep here yeah. so Think about how much money Colt McCoy and Vince Young could have made at UT. Oh, my, oh my gosh. gosh. If they had this. Uh, uh, how much yeah. money they did make at yeah. UT. That's a good point. That's yeah. a great, that's a great point. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, how much legally they could have made. Uh, I'm, you know, we're, we're about to wrap up here. I, I'm curious, and this goes back to more about to your obsessive nature. And I'm not, go, not looking for a right answer. I'm just looking for your opinion. Is it possible to be elite at something do you think you could be as good as you are at your sport if you weren't as obsessed as you are is it possible to be focused on different avenues and still be elite at something or do you think for you it has to be all in all the time this one focus i I do think it's possible i mean i know i know a lot of people in wrestling that definitely might not be as insane about it as i am and they're just as good as me if not better and that's just how people work, right? So people mm-hmm. are just made to do things. And you know, you always say that you want multiple sport athletes. I mean, I'm five foot three, dude. What other sports am I going to do? Wrestling and gymnastics, right? Crossfit. You want multiple yeah. times. Yeah. I mean, I'd be good at crossfit. Yeah, well, you I'm, would be very good at crossfit. You know, you know body weight, I would surprise people. I'm yeah. strong in body weight stuff, but that's about all I got. I don't really lift. I, I just kind of do body weight stuff. But um, so to me, I, I do think that you could be, but I, I think that, that's where the hard re- hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard, but when talent works hard, good luck. Kind of yeah. what my dad always said to me. Yeah. And so I was always pretty good at wrestling. I was never, I was never bad. Uh, you know, I, I don't think I've ever taken below third in a tournament since I was six. Wow. And um, I've probably lost less than 30 times since I was six. And I'm 23. <laughs> so I, it's never been something that I've been bad at, but I do think that if I didn't take it as you know, as focused as I am, I definitely yeah. wouldn't have been as good as I am, yeah. but yeah. that's just how I think other people are different. So yeah. it, it is a pretty curious thing. Cause then you go about the argument is talent real. You know, everyone always argues that stuff. I mean, who knows? Yeah. Everyone has their own opinions on everything. I, I, I think that why not just work as hard as you can. So you don't have any regrets yeah. when you look right. in the mirror at yourself, you know, yeah. that's a perspective. Story. Great yeah. perspective. That Kobe mentality right yeah. there. That's a great answer, man. Well, before we get to our oh, last love Kobe, one yeah. <laughs> of the best. Before we get to our last question, we do want to give an opportunity for people, not that you really care, I guess, but to no, find he, you. No, look, Spencer cares about every single one of you. <laughs> he, he loves you all. If he's slow to respond, it's because he loves you so much, he's just going to keep winning. <laughs> Where can people find you? What's your Instagram handle? All that good stuff. Uh, well, my Instagram is just SpencerLee365, and my Twitter is like at Lee Spencer Lee 36 or something like right that. So right. it's pretty much just my name. 
Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, just search him, look for the check. Just, just know, search just specifically know. <laughs> look for the check. And you're about to start your season, so you're probably going into a cocoon for the next however many months But while the, while the yes, season goes on. Yeah, anyway. season goes to March, so. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Man, well, you've got three big fans. Yeah, yeah. yeah. we're going to follow. I'm going to get – so uh, wrestling, so I know like Big Ten Network airs a lot of a lot of matches. Are there any yeah. other – I mean, Flow Wrestling, do they, do they still – is that mostly high school stuff? Uh, they, they used to have a contract with Big Ten okay. last two years, but I don't think that's a thing this year. So okay. I think it'll just be on BTN okay. or BTN to go or BTN plus that kind okay. of stuff. To okay. Most of our, most of our matches will be just on Big Ten network. Got it. Got um, it. Okay. But, yeah. And then the NCAA tournament, typically it'll be on ESPN, like ESPN, the Ocho or something like yeah. that. So yeah. I'll, I'll be watching. I'll have no clue what I'm looking at, but I'll be watching. <laughs> yeah. I'll, hey, we'll do, hey, we'll do. Scoreboard, right? Yeah, there you go. We'll no, do, we need to go to we'll Iowa. Dinner. We'll we need do, to go to yeah. Iowa. We need yeah. to go down there we and actually, watch a We match. actually have a client that's, uh, we got to do some stuff up there. So maybe we'll. Oh, yeah. Maybe we'll. love. Yeah. We'll call you for some tickets because I know we won't be able to get in. He already said he can't get tickets. If you need three weird hype men. If you need three hype men, we got you. <laughs> Give him the last question. We respect All right, this la- time. last question. Yeah, you, you got to get back to your gaming. So, last question here, uh, Spencer. This goes back to your journey and, and kind of your path to, to get to where you are. If you could go back to any point in your life and just tell yourself one thing, doesn't necessarily mean you go change anything, but if you just go back somewhere and just tell yourself one thing, where do you go and what do you tell yourself? That's a great question. Um, I mean, for me, it was, it was like, I was so used to doing what I was told by my dad that it almost felt like I didn't do it for myself growing up Mm. until I got to college. And I realized that I love this. And this is like what I, I'm nuts. Like I'm going to do whatever it takes to win. Like I, I would be like, you do love this. This is something that you could do even if he did pass or something. You know, because I always thought, like, if he wasn't there, could I have done this? Because he, I just did what I was told. He told me to run the morning, I ran the morning. Work out twice a day, work out twice a day. Work out three times a day. Just what you ate. You know, I just listened to him because he was the one that knew everything. Be like, you, you can do this yourself kind of mm-hmm. thing. Like, you don't have to wait and find out if it's something that's you, you truly do love. Like, it's almost like question yourself. Because I did lose my last match in high school. It was like, do I love this? You know, mm-hmm. you know, I was hurt. Like, is this something, you know, like. And I, I did really, I mean, I didn't really think that much too much. That might've been like a day or two. And then I was like, let's just go with nationals next year. It's kind of like get surgery and move on. Like whatever mm-hmm. you got to do better next time. Kind of thing. That's how my brain works. But like that, that one day I wish I could have been like, Hey, like you're never going to regret not like you're never going to regret not having surgery before state tournament. You're never going to regret losing that match. Cause I never do. It, it, it taught me a lot. I knew I could wrestle with injuries. And, and I mean, look at me now. I mean, I'd so, I still had to do it again. So that's what I would tell myself. Yeah. Yeah, that's man. good. Awesome, man. So, yeah. Love that. That's good. Love that. Well, Spencer, man, we, we appreciate yeah. your time. We're excited to follow you, man. You've got three, three huge fans down here in Texas, which uh, our state needs uh, some more wrestling programs. Yeah. You, need college, you need college wrestling teams that you guys need. Do we have yeah, maybe, hey, maybe no, that's where you no. pioneer. Maybe that's where you come yeah. in hey, at some point and you be that guy to lead Texas A lot of wrestling. money in Texas colleges, man. Yeah. They'll pay some money. So. Ab- Abilene Christian's looking to start a program. No, don't start. Don't go down that road. <laughs> Do not go down that road. No, man, but Spence, we really, man, really appreciate yeah. your time. We know you're busy. Uh, we know you got a big match this week yeah, coming man, up. Go kick some ass, dude. Yeah. Yep. Awesome, man. Awesome. Appreciate uh, you, man. Yeah, well, thanks, thank you guys. Yeah, but, uh, it was a lot of fun. Our pleasure, thank you man. So much.